Buenos dias and welcome to the weekly Seclair Educational Rounds where each week we attempt to introduce a topic that could possibly be integrated in your life and perhaps we could assist you in allowing us to help you make a life worth living. Now, I'm Jim Ellermeyer. I'm a behavioral health therapist here at Seclair and today I'm joined by my colleagues on my left would be... My name is Lauren. I'm a Seton Hill uh, physician assistant student. And on my right? I'm Sierra. I'm a Chatham physician assistant student. Wonderful. And I'm so glad you're here today. And actually, I'm going to ask uh, my colleagues and especially for the folks out in our audience, uh, what, uh, what time would it be? Time is right, right now. now. The time is right now, and the time is always right now. So I'm asking everyone out there to reset their internal clocks to boot a standard time, which would be the present moment. And we'll go ahead and begin. Uh, for those of you who have been viewing uh, the last three programs, we have been going over incorporating dialectical behavioral therapy and 12-step recovery. Uh, and as a disclaimer, uh, although I am in long-term recovery myself, I am. I do not speak for any fellowship in any 12-step recovery, nor do I. Nor do I represent them. Uh, merely the fact that these 12 steps uh, are about a change in your thoughts and a change in your actions. Uh, we often talk about how difficult it is to replace one thought with another thought, uh, to think our way into, quote, acting right. However, what we can do is act our way into behavioral change, and that's what these steps are about. So let's say, let's say, uh, Lauren, that you had bought yourself, uh, the, what, what's your, what would be your favorite car? What would be your dream car to buy? Car? Um, probably some type of SUV. An SUV, some type of yeah. SUV. Sierra? A Lamborghini Marcielago, hands down. A Lamborghini yeah. Marcielago. Yeah. Okay. Well, and if you're not going to run with the big dog, stay on the porch. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. So you you work real hard. You work years and years and years. You put a lot of investment, blood, sweat, and tears, uh, a lot of action and effort into purchasing this wonderful SUV, to purchasing this Lamborghini, and you got it. You got it, and you're there, and you're so happy, and you're so comfortable. Uh, however. You never change the oil. However, you never take it in to have it serviced. However, however, you never take it in to clean out the inside of the car. How's it going to be in six months? Will it be running? Um, maybe. 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 <laughs> what? What? Uh, I guess your it thoughts? Depends on how much I'm driving it. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, and what I'm referring to is a person's recovery. Uh, they work so hard on on getting the drugs, the alcohol, the gambling, the the sex, the shopping, any type of addiction, and we're all in recovery from something out of their life. And once we get to a certain point, we can become complacent. We've worked so hard, and we become complacent. I've got it. Everything is just wonderful. This is exactly what what I what I want. And then we we don't maintain it. We don't maintain it. So if you didn't, if you did no maintenance on that vehicle, let's say for a year, how would it be, Lauren? It would be even worse. It'd be even worse. I, I believe it'd be total way. I believe yeah. you. I believe you'd have to uh, have some serious work done on it. So what we're saying, Sierra, is that it's a whole lot easier to stay in recovery than it is to get in recovery. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's the idea. And that's the idea of these of these step 10. Uh, step 10, what we're going to do, what we're going to talk about today is the uh, three maintenance steps, steps 10, 11, and 12. And step 10 is continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
Well, how about that? So the idea is is that we take a daily inventory. We take a we take a daily we take a daily step back, and we examine what what we've doing, how our day's been going. What I'll often ask uh, people, Sierra, Lauren, uh, to ask themselves one simple question at the end of the evening: Did I try? Did I try to be the best person that I could be today? And what what does try mean to you, Sierra? Make an effort. Make an effort, right? Conscious effort. Lauren, it's doing what you can at that point in time. Right, and the idea is, uh, you did you try? Not necessarily did I cure cancer? Did I stop all the wars? Uh, did I end the congestion at on on, uh, on the Parkway down in the Pittsburgh where we're at? Uh, no, the uh, the idea is is did I try? Did I try? And I think that Lauren, that if you can honestly answer that question, yes, I believe that over time you'll begin to sleep better. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, you know what, Sierra? Sometimes a better question would be no. A better answer would be no to that, as then you would have some work to do. Mm -hmm. You may have some amends to make. You may go back and repair. You may go back to the foundation of your life, your relationship with yourself, and your recovery, and do and do some maintenance work. Do some maintenance work. So the idea, Lauren, is that we observe and we describe, which is one of the essentials of what we do with mindfulness here. We stand back and we observe and we were described. We were with a patient who, who has a great deal of anxiety today, a great mm -hmm. deal of, of staying in the moment, a great deal of, of talking about time. And from your observations here, Sierra, could you tell, uh, tell me a little bit about how uh, time and anxiety uh, can, can lead to different types of conditions? Yeah, so if you're chronically worked up, you know, when you're stressed, your body releases cortisol, which you know, stress hormone can lead to tons of things, obesity, hunger, you know, hypertension, secondary to anxiety, stuff like that. Sure, sure. And what we're what we're doing then is we're time traveling again, are we not? Into the future or into the past. Mm -hmm. uh, when we deal with step eleven, uh, so perhaps uh, perhaps Lauren, you could uh, you could read that if you could. Sure. Step eleven: sought through prayer and meditation to improve mm -hmm. our conscious contact with God as we understand him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Uh, tell me, uh, tell me, Sierra, that part, as we understand God, mm -hmm. what, does that, what does that mean to you? Does that mean anything at all? Well, how I understand God is going to be different than how you understand God because we both have different experiences. So it's what I take it as, you know, how my personal relationship with whomever my higher power may be, you know, it's going to be different than yours, but it's no less valuable. You know, no one's more valuable than the next. Absolutely, and what I'm hearing Sierra talk about, Lauren, is not putting a label on a higher power. Mm -hmm. Not putting it's uh, as a Seclair, I'm sure that you've been with Dr. Chaudhry many times. Mm -hmm. When how we prefer never to put a label on someone never to put them in a box mm -hmm. and I believe that uh, Sierra that that's the same way with with the higher power so uh, sought through sought through prayer and meditation uh, what does what does prayer mean what, what would it be any definitions well typically I think people think prayer would be you know bowing your head moment of silence but I think you know it could be something as simple as you know, the 10 seconds at the red light in your car, you know, just having a moment of truthfulness with yourself and whoever your higher power may be. Indeed. 
about a conversation with a friend, Lauren? Would sure. a would a uh, would prayer be any way interpreted as a conversation with Definitely. a friend? Definitely, everyone has their own ways of of praying, and just as we were saying, um, you can't put everyone in a box. So everyone has their own way of praying. Conversations with friends, making amends, those types of things can be a type of prayer. Okay, and then what we talk about is when we talk about the knowledge of this higher power's will for us and the power to carry that out. I can share this with you. One of my most fair fervent prayers when I was out there running would be, when I would be driving, I would be, please don't let the lights come on behind me. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> when the police were there. And then what uh, what we'd call that in the 12-step world would be foxhole prayers. Hmm. Have you ever have, have you ever had that? Door? Please get me out of this one. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever said, yeah. I'll do anything. I'll give all my money to the lepers. Uh, anything. Well, I don't have much money to do anything. Well, uh, of course. Then, then actually when things did work out, did we ever fulfill those promises? No. I, I don't think so. And the power to carry that out. And that's what we're attempting to help people with here at Seclair and, and empower themselves in their lives. Empower themselves. The action and effort that it takes for, for behavioral change. Okay? And again, we repeat that story. May I don't know if you've ever heard the story. I've told it before about the person that prayed to win the lottery every day. No, prayed, so. prayed, prayed very, very, very hard. Yeah. Sweat blood. And nothing ever happened. So they never bought a ticket. They, that's the idea. Ah. So the idea is they run out to the side and they yell at the sky. They say, why won't you let me win the lottery? And Crater calls Dad back down and says, could you meet me halfway and at least buy a ticket? Yeah. So then this is the idea about step, step 11 and 10, 11, and 12. It's about not living your life on wishes and hopes, not waiting for things to happen. However, make a conscious effort to continue, continue this in your life. So we end up with step 12. And uh, Sierra, could you possibly read step 12? Sure. Step 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to addicts who still suffer and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Right. So what would, what would, what would you term a spiritual awakening, if, if anything, uh, Lauren? Something just that makes you aware, like we've been talking about here, something that um, makes you realize what's going on or going through these 12 steps at some point, you've had that conscious um, awareness and mindfulness. Well, sure. And Sierra, you know, people always ask about, you know, they don't see sky writing, writing in the sky. Uh, they don't get checks from the creator in the mail. Uh, those different types of things. However, uh, what we're talking about through this spiritual awakening is to be aware, alive, and in the present moment. And it's in the present moment where this creator, this higher power, the divine puts people, places, things, circumstances, and events in your life that if you're actually here to see them, perhaps it would send some type of a message to you, mm -hmm. some type of effort that, that you could act on, that you could act on. So the, one of the, one of the uh, paradoxes in 12-step recovery is that surrender to win. Uh, to keep it, you have to give it away, and this is this is what this is where they talk about carry carry the message to those who still suffer. Okay, so if you if you had the the cure to Ebola, if you had the cure, the absolute cure, mm -hmm. however, you kept it all to yourself, you kept it to yourself. What type of a person would you be? Selfish. Absolutely, so a selfish and self-centered person. So the idea is is to help yourself 
we, we carry this message, we carry this message to others. And here is the real message of 12-step of, of recovery. Uh, could you read that last uh, few words again? Sure. And to... And to practice these principles in all our affairs. And words, words mean something, do they not? Most times. Words, words mean something. Um, perhaps, Lauren, you've heard the old nursery rhyme, sticks and stones may break my bones, words will never hurt me. Yes. Then that's nonsense. <laughs> As uh, words will heal, words and wounds can heal, you'll, you'll be doing that in your careers. Uh, bones, can, bones can be mended, however, words are forever, yeah. are they not? Words, words are forever. So uh, one of the things about the, the human tongue is that it's the only organ strong enough that can break a heart. The only organ yeah. strong enough to break a heart. So we want to practice these principles in all our affairs. What 12-step recovery is, what DBT is, it's a design for a living. It's a design for a living. It's a design for a living outside of a 12-step meeting. It's a design for a living outside of Seclair. It's to be it's to be practiced and implemented in your life. Practice these principles in all our affairs. All our affairs. And that's that's the behavioral change. That's how we live it. You know, when uh, have you ever told someone your story? Have you ever really oh, screwed yeah. up and told them your story? Have you ever made a lot of promises that oh gee, I won't do this again? Mm -hmm. oh, I won't do this again. Well, in when people are out there running or in any type uh, of addictive type of behavior, uh, do the do your loved ones want to hear their stories anymore? No, they want to see action. Absolutely. And how many promises do you think we've kept them when we were out there? A lot. We've kept uh, the promises that we've kept other people that we wouldn't do it again, which would be not much. Mm -hmm. So uh, the idea is is it's a change in your thoughts and a change in your actions. Uh, we we think our way we think our way into into behavior. We, we think our way into action and action thinks our way into behavioral change. So if there were three three frogs on a log and they made a decision to jump in, they made a decision to jump in. How many frogs are left on the log? You tricked me last week. Yeah. Three. <laughs> Three. Right. All they all they did all they did was make the decision. All they, they did was make action. the decision. It's the action and effort that, that allows them to jump. Uh, so and again we you can lead a horse to water, you cannot make them drink. However, could you repeat that? You can make them thirsty. Right, and that's the idea. And what we do is we, we make folks thirsty through encouragement and support. We make folks thirsty by offering what works in our life. Mm -hmm. uh, and we make, we make things available. And it's up to them. And I so much appreciate you two uh, joining us today. Any thoughts on, uh, on what we've been discussing? I think the, what we've been discussing today, the maintenance steps, that's what really is uh, the longevity of this process. It's taking what we've learned and using it the rest of our lives, like you've been saying. This is just a stepping stone to um, giving them tools of how to live their life um, in the future. So what uh, Lauren is saying, Sierra, is that we keep, keep shining the apple, right? Mm -hmm. Can it ever get shiny enough? No. No. And recovery is like rowing a canoe upstream. If we're rowing a canoe upstream, we're going to head perhaps a little slowly, Lauren. If we're rowing a canoe upstream and we stop rowing, what happens? Do we, we stand still? 
No, we go backwards. We go backwards. So it's the action and effort in your recovery. And my hope is that everyone out there invests in whatever type of action and effort that they choose to have themselves a, a life worth living. And if you have any uh, comments or questions about this particular series, you can pr please re uh, refer them to us. And Sarah, would you take us out, please? Yeah, so to continue the conversation, please like us on Facebook, plus us on Google+. Plus. Or follow us on Twitter under Seclair Life and keep an eye on any of these for updates. You can also find this and other Ground Round episodes on youtube.com slash Video, and find audio versions on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Please visit www.seclair.com for more about us and other articles and blogs. I so much appreciate you two being with me today. I so much appreciate uh, our audience tuning in. Hopefully that you can incorporate them. This is uh, provide some useful benefit in your life. Uh, as usual, we'll give our free prescription, uh, fruits, nuts, and vegetables, perhaps unplug your TV, and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, uh, you could fish without bait. And until the next time, uh, please, uh, your challenge is to be good to yourself. Thank you so much for joining us today.